Welcome to Eclipsed, a Heroes podcast, where two old school Heroes fangirls talk about the show and defend its honor. My name is Rachel. And I'm Keisha. And today we're going to talk about episode 20 of season one, Five Years Gone. <laughs> uh, we're certainly going to try to talk about it. <laughs> Past attempts have not been going very well, though. <laughs> Yes, full disclosure, we got about halfway through the episode and we had an incident, and then we attempted to record it again, and there was another incident, and now here we are. (laughs) Yeah, and even fuller disclosure, apparently Audacity didn't lose my file, so (laughs) we're we're just gonna, we're gonna re-record the whole thing, and I'm I'm curious to see what that's gonna be like. (laughs) It'll be fine, it's been a few days since we tried to record the last one. Like, if you're someone who's listening as we're putting these out, obviously this episode is late. But it's a rite of passage for podcasting. It's a rite of passage. Sure is. Yep. And we now know Audacity will save so that we don't have to panic. So there's a chance it could be saved next time. Yeah, there's a chance. So, if a computer dies, there is hope. (laughs) If an internet dies, though, that makes it more dire. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. We we can't talk to each other in the car. Uh. <laughs> yes we can we'll do it on the phone <laughs> fair fair okay yeah. anyway so <laughs> because because yeah we we don't live at all near each other she lives in like the midwest and i live on the west coast it's yes if you haven't figured that out or didn't know that yet yeah well you know some people might not know <laughs> that's true that's true so yeah it's not like it's just oh you know we can come over another time and do this or whatever like no we can, you know, we just we just piece them together. So, and any way that we can use to hear each other while we're doing it works. So. Exactly. So it's not as dire as some people's situation podcasting, I would argue. No. So this is technically take two, because we didn't even get started the second time. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so this is take two, and let's get into our new news. <laughs> so, what new... Okay, hold on. Keisha says she has new, new news that we didn't talk about in the last episode, so let's let's start with that. Well, it just broke, like, I think yesterday or the day before, and it's just some news from one of our Heroes alums, um, and it was something that intrigued me because I like the anime. Uh, apparently, they're going to be doing a live-action series version of the anime The Promised Neverland. Okay. And one of the people behind bringing that to the world is Masioka. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Yeah, I guess that's been a thing he's been doing. Like, he was behind... Uh, he worked on the live-action Death Note movie that was on Netflix. Mm. And um, has been trying to make Attack on Titan happen. Uh, but, yeah... Uh, Promise Neverland live action series. If anyone's seen the anime, they know that that could be pretty cool, honestly. But it's also a really, really fucked up anime that I'm unsure how they'll do in live action. But it's him working with uh, Rodney Rothman, who's one of the guys who was a major part of uh, Into the Spider-Verse. So that's a good team. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, it was something. Yeah. I, you don't usually hear very much from Masioka. I know he was on, like, Hawaii Five O for a bit. Yeah, I wonder if he's more or less just kind of stepped behind the scenes again. That's cool. I just I saw his name on the little, like, Deadline News thing on my feed, and I was like, oh, cool. It's a really good anime. It's, it's really beloved. <laughs> so let's talk about our other news, which is the stuff that we talked about with Siler in the last episode is, in fact, a huge plot hole. 
See, like, usually I'm one of the people who are like, this isn't a plot hole, you're just not paying attention, yada yada. Uh, this time, it totally is, because stuff that happens in the comics is canon. That's a thing. So, in the last episode, when Siler flips out because the list got destroyed during the carnage and the wreckage of Mohinder trying to escape, he shouldn't have even thrown a fit. Because he'd been looking at the list. We saw him look at the list in the episode before that, even. He should have it all memorized because of Charlie's power, the waitress. He should have eidetic memory to help him through this situation. Because he does have it, and he's never used it on the show, and he's never gonna use it on the show that we've ever confirmed. But in the graphic novels, he sure does. There is a graphic novel called Roadkill, in which he is escaping from the Bennett household... And he gets a ride from a kindly truck driver who he then murders because, you know, Siler. And he doesn't know how to drive like an 18-wheeler truck, but there's a manual in it. So he quickly reads the manual and he learns how to drive a truck. And he has like the same little comment and everything in the little spe- in the little thought bubble. Um, it's like Charlie's like, I guess, you know, I seem to just be remembering lots of stuff lately. Like it's a total callback. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he has it and the show never lets him use it. Not call bullshit. At least that we've noticed. We'll, we'll we'll correct that if it shows up again as we head forward. But I yeah, I cannot even imagine another instance that he's been proven to use it. Like if he just shows up somewhere and then like off scene, it's like oh he remember the address. Like no 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 that doesn't count. He has to be shown to use a power. So it's a plot hole. It's confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Siler, already forgetting what powers yeah. you have. He has so many, you know? He probably literally did forget that he could do that. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. He's a stressed out young man. <laughs> um, so. so, shall we get into the episode? <laughs> sure, let's try. Let's see what happens today. Alright, so. Uh, the episode, Five Years Gone, which is my favorite episode of the entire show. So I'm, I'm pretty excited and annoyed that this keeps happening to this episode of all things. Why couldn't it happen to an episode that is not as good? Like, there's so many of those later on where it's like, meh, to most of it. <laughs> it could have been that one where we both sounded really had meh. <laughs> yeah, why, why on earth did it have to happen to this one? Yeah. Uh, Five Years Gone is exactly what it sounds like, if you recall. Hero and Ando have teleported and time-traveled. They have time-traveled five years into the future. And it is a post-explosion future. A post-exploding man future. So everything looks wrong just right away. Like, the city landscape does not look right. It looks really messed up. It's all, like, gray and dark, because, like, why not? You know, you gotta establish that whole grim vibe. So they're going to, you know the loft and immediately when they walk in there's there's quite the sight as well which is this big old string map uh that's being worked on and it's very thorough and very detail oriented there's a million different strings they're all different colors we'll find out what that means later and it has a bunch of different uh, little pieces on it it's got like claire's cheerleader photo it's got like a little poster that says save the cheerleader question mark uh, there's the Vote Petrelli postcards. Um, there's several different iterations of the Isaac Mendez paintings. There's Primatech paper business cards. There's the newspaper with the train fire story. It's everything. It's like everything that we've seen in the beginning and middle of the season. And then also when they walk in, uh, if you note 
on the back of the door, there's a bunch of dates that have been scrawled and scratched out as though someone was trying different dates and was like, nope, that's not it. And they're walking through, and if you recall from the cliffhanger, uh, they immediately encounter Future Hero, our boy, who we haven't seen since episode four? I think so. It's been a while. Um, last uh, we saw him was on the uh, was on the subway with um, Peter and Mohinder. So, Future Hero is like, wait a minute, you're not supposed to be here, none of this is supposed to be here. He's very confused at the presence of present-day Hero. And he's talking to them, and he claims that the bomb actually ends up being Siler, not Peter, who we've been trained to expect. Uh, so that's an interesting little thing to wonder about, like, huh, I wonder, I wonder how that happens. I wonder if he meets a certain special individual <laughs> and then kills them. Um, because we certainly know an exploding man. Yeah, so Ando and Hero are dealing with this. You also see uh, a newspaper clipping that they feature. This is, uh, has Nathan Petrelli on it. And it says, our strength in dark times. And you're like, oh, I wonder, I wonder how, how much of a, an important figure Nathan Petrelli has become in all this. And we'll find out. <laughs> so they just, they, they have a conversation with him. And through it, future Hero learns that Claire's still alive. So they saved the cheerleader, hooray. And he tells his past self, he's like, okay, on the day the bomb explodes, you need to kill Siler. Because I tried in the past, Future Hero did. I stabbed him, but he regenerated him because of Claire's power. So, you know, this is it. This is the perfect chance. Now you can actually do it and stop this from happening. And so Future Hero tells them they need to go back. The hero's like, nah, dog, I'm not really able to control my power so good. I could end up anywhere, which is a little bit of foreshadowing for something that's going to happen really soon. Uh, they are all just having this little conversation, and then suddenly this team, this special ops team, busts into the loft, and it's chaos right away. And who is leading this team other than fucking Matt Parkman? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how I write his name in all my notes, by the way. It's either fucking Matt Parkman or motherfucking Matt Parkman. Especially in this episode. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Big time. And later on, too, when we get, like, volume four, volume three. Like, that's that's going to be a thing. Uh, so he's leading this team that comes in, and uh, Future Hero and Ando escape, but they grab Present Day Hero. And it's easy to do because he's also got the Haitian working alongside him. It turns out we learn that the people that busted in... This is what Homeland Security looks like now. Mm-hmm. Which is really scary. And it's just like a hallmark dystopian thing. And Future Hero tells Ando, like, I know where they're going to take Hero. There's a facility in Midtown where, quote, they take all the terrorists. Like, what the fuck? That's what they say. Like, that's how... This is how dark immediately things have gotten people with powers are being hunted which is so classic it's so like x-men it's so many things and i love it i love it in the context of this show so much um yeah so the future hero knows that nation can stop his powers so they're gonna need additional help and they're gonna need peter yay peter he's still alive <laughs> and we find out from what he says that he's in vegas apparently so they gotta go to vegas and that's where Future Hero and Ando are headed right now while Present Hero is in peril. Do you have any comments about the first part of this? <laughs> it's interesting that, like, 
that it's Matt and the Haitian that are both part of it. Right? Like, how'd that even happen? Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, how'd the Haitian even come back into the fold, first of all? Yes. Which I didn't even think about the first time through. You have to wonder if, in this version of events, that the company had something to do with Homeland Security, if they're both together. Which, I don't think the company has anything to do with Homeland Security. They probably took a, took it over. Like, I don't know. It's an interesting pairing. Yeah, right? It's definitely characters who haven't, like, really had too much time on screen together, especially in a way where they're working together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Haitians just like like that. He They use him as a tool so much uh, on the show that <laughs> it, it's funny we talk about the whole thing with Bennett and his first name. It takes a long-ass time to learn the Haitian's name. Yes. But yeah. Anyways, so that's what's happening there. Would you like to tell us about what's going on in Las Vegas? Sure, 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 sure. So we head to Vegas. Or we pop mm-hmm. to Vegas. They don't have to drive. Future Hero's got control of his power. They just go there. And they're at a strip club. And Andal's like, we're going to find Peter here. And he's like, no, we're going to find his girlfriend here. So, ooh, who's mm-hmm. Peter's girlfriend? And they take a seat. And who should strut out onto the stage but Jessica and... She's doing her little strip tease, and Ando's like, wow, maybe this future isn't so bad. You know, Ando, come on. <laughs> he needs he needs to calm down. <laughs> Jessica sees Hero, and she's not very pleased to see Hero there. So she gets off the stage after her little set, and she sits down with Ando and Hero. And she's like, you've got two minutes in this song, and then we're done. Because she's not interested in what they have to do. She's like, the war is over, we lost, and Peter's not interested in what you have to say. And Hero's like, it's about Siler, and she gets really upset. She's like, don't ever say that name again. And we find out the reason she's so upset is because Micah died in the explosion in New York. Mm-hmm. So Hero asks Jessica, who at this point, if you haven't figured it out, it's not Jessica. She's using the name Jessica. It's Nikki. So he asks Nikki, um... Well, where can we find Bennett? And she's like, he's probably still wrestling cattle in Texas. So, Hero and Ando leave. Because they're going to go at least talk to Bennett if Peter's not going to help him. But we find out Peter was there the whole time using his favorite little power trick, which is invisibility. So he was sitting at the bar. And Nikki goes over to talk to him. And we get to see that on the TV that uh, we are nearing the anniversary of the explosion. I don't know if we're on the day or the day before or on the day of, but there's coverage of it all over the TV. There's a great picture of Siler on there, which is, um, (laughs) at the time was a big deal because it's like, where did they get this picture of him? Because it's Siler as Zane. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's he's not doing that no more. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) When it was just like, here, stand here, I'll take a picture. And then somehow that's the picture or whatever. <laughs> oh golly. Yeah. Oh. So we we discover that Peter and Nikki are dating currently. And I believe Keisha's our new graphic novel expert because she reread the whole first graphic novel. I did. So you get to see for the comic for this episode how they meet, which you can go over that if you would like to. Um yeah, so they're never gonna really put the pieces together for you in the show. You definitely have to read the comic for it. There was a prison break that future Peter and future hero were part of in which 
they rescued a few uh, superpowered individuals and faced off against a few superpowered individuals. So clearly Homeland Security doesn't mind employing these people either, you know, when necessary, like we saw with Matt and the Haitian, there are others. Um, when they are raiding this place, there is a, like, super, super lockdown cell that they break into, and behind it is uh, Nikki. And clearly she's behind all this security because of her Jessica strength. And so that's how they met. That's that's how they met. It's like how I met your, you know, future dystopian girlfriend. Like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's how they met. Um, and they, they start dating, I guess, apparently. And they are together in this version of events by the time this episode happens. Yeah. Because the, they, uh, they hadn't met before that in our current Yes, maybe they briefly saw each other for a moment before this, but yeah. Yeah, they're 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 dating now, which is an interesting pairing. And not one that you ever get to see later on either. Mm-mm, sadly, no. No, because Nikki's usually paired with the other brother. Yes, yes, absolutely. And we see the next time we see a, a dark feature, it's a different dark feature. Yes, so. which that's like a whole other thing to talk about. And so, and like you know. Can you change the future? How much can you change it? How many milestones are set in stone no matter what you do? Because we, we talked about that in the first recording of this, where so much of this episode, it still happens in different ways. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's a hard thing to change the future. Yeah. it's it's Yeah, it's the whole thing about, like, free will versus, like, fate and destiny. Like, Cause... classic stuff. Yeah, because certain characters really are, it seems, tied to a destiny. Yeah, like, I don't want to go super spoilery on the main show about it, but you could absolutely pluck any character off of this and be like, let me tell you why their future doesn't change. Which would be fun to do for a bonus episode at one time. Yeah, like, do both of the um, dark futures. Yes. Be like, look. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, poor Peter, man. Poor, Poor fucking future Peter. Like, the dark futures plus where we end up seeing them all the way through the end of the show and into Reborn and see, you know... And into Reborn, yeah. 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 What fates are met by everybody. Yeah, because it's especially important for, like, you know, a character like... Yeah, like Peter, who still serves a very similar function in Reborn. Had we ever seen him, I bet he might have looked like that, sort of. Um, Mm -hmm. Considering what he ends up doing. And, you know, like Mohinder, you know, like... Yep. Still staying in the thick of things. And yeah, so that would be interesting. We should consider doing that. Mm-hmm. Might have to. Might have to. Like after we watch those episodes, though. Yes. That is the thing. It's like, Funny I mean, one it would be good to do at the very end. <laughs> after we've watched everything. Yeah. Because, like, we did an episode on a certain pairing who have a lot to do in this episode. And we didn't mention any of it in that episode. <laughs> I know. I know. So, you know. It's, it's great. We're not perfect. No. Um, and I, I'm sure I know why we didn't mention them. Like, it is them, but you don't think of it like that. That's so. probably what it is, so. Uh, I'm fairly certain that's what We happened. were fools, Keisha, yeah. fools. Anyway. Considering it's, like, one of their, that pairing's best episodes, despite that. Like, oh, man. And I'm sure right now you're wondering, what are they talking about? But don't worry, we'll get into it. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to wonder for a little while, because we're going to dance around it. Even though if you watch the episode, you 100% know what we're talking about. (laughs) Oh, exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
Uh, it's like the whole no first name for Bennett thing. It's like, come on, <laughs> come on guys. No, we do it for us. It's a fun thing we do for us. And our, our long national nightmare that I created is almost over. So. <laughs> soon, yeah. soon we'll be able to call Bennett by Fuck. his first name. Should we choose? Yeah, I would have I died if you would have just said it just now. I would have I hooted and hollered. Uh, the beat's <laughs> never going to get me, Keisha. It's never going to get me. <laughs> uh, I know. I'm running out of time. I need to trick you into it. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that's, that's what's happening in Vegas. Yeah. You know what I thought was kind of like a thing they should have done? What? Um, it should have been like... I was just thinking about this when I was watching it. Uh, when they go into the bar, because it's clear that, like, people like Peter and stuff are using powers right there out in the open. Like, he turned visible almost in front of a bartender. It's not even a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they should have had, like, so the other performers should have had powers. Like, they did in that X-Men movie with the angel. Ah, okay. Wouldn't that have been cool? Like, a hardcore underground bar. Like, people with powers. It would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been cool. I didn't even think of it that way. I, I just thought that'd be kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Why there's not? too much of a um, a dire need to blend in at this point, though. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. Shit's gotten really bad. <laughs> Whereas you would hope in a strip club that the eyes are on stage and not at the bar where Peter is sitting. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a fair point. That's a fair point. So, illusion. But yeah, I don't know. I was like, that would have been cool. But yeah, it's just my random comment of the day. <laughs> well, it'll be one of many, I'm sure. We have a lot to talk about in this episode. God, we have a lot to talk about. It's such a such a great episode. So, we go back to Homeland Security, and we see that Matt is interrogating Hero, and he's being a real asshole, as is usual. <laughs> he's like, two years ago, you killed a lot of men when you invaded the Science Center in Raleigh. That is what we saw in the comic. That is how they met. Yep. Jessica and Peter. And present hero, the younger hero, is all like, I'm not a killer. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> and when Matt takes a little glimpse into Hero's mind, he realizes that Hero doesn't remember any of this. And he's all, What the hell? What do you mean you can't remember this? And he's confused about it and he's really pissed at Hero. He's like, you know, it's people like you and Siler that make things bad for the rest of us. That make the, that make the rest of us look bad. So that's kind of like Matt's whole take on the situation. It's like, ugh, if it was just people like me who could just simply read people's minds, no one would care about what I could do. Cut forward. I, I have a, I'm, okay, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm like, I'm fighting the urge to scream right now, but sure. <laughs> oh, it's just, I can just read minds. I'm just harmless. Anyway. I'm super <laughs> passive. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, Matt, 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 Matt. So anyway, mm-hmm. Matt's like, all right, well, I've got a update the president about this so he makes a phone call and matt calls nathan up and we get to see a nice little pull away and we find out that nathan is in fact in the oval office petrelli in the white house mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, again i didn't rewatch the episode again because we, we both were going to rewatch it again and in the first time i completely forgot whatever matt and nathan's conversation was so you can go ahead and pick it up from Don't here call Keisha. us out like that <laughs> We're very responsible semi-professionals who absolutely watch the episodes several times and make very detailed notes, <laughs> and no one can tell us otherwise, so <laughs> we don't just fly by the seat of our pants half the time. All right, um, so 
Yeah, I wrote down, like, the exact details of this phone call, because I'm a weirdo. He's like, you know, yeah, we've got Hero, but he doesn't remember anything, and Nathan's just like, what? We've been after this guy for years, and now today he gets sloppy just before the anniversary? He doesn't buy it. And, yeah, Matt's just like, no, he doesn't remember anything from the last five years, and Nate's like, huh. Is it really him? It's not a trick or an illusion or something? (laughs) Gee, why do you ask, sir? So, um... He's talking with them, and Matt's just being like, well, I don't know what I want to do, and Nate's just, like, not taking this. He's just like, you're a mind reader, Parkman. Rip it out of him, or I'll find someone who can. The way he says, rip it out of him, is very, like, aggressive. You're just like, Jesus, Nathan! (laughs) It's a bit much. Goodness. (laughs) So, that's what they say on the phone call. (laughs) Thank you. Welcome. So, Nathan's all stressed out, and who does he call in to help him out? The professor. His good, good bud, Mohinder Suresh. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, Mohinder and Nathan being really close, that's cool. Yeah. So, they have a conversation in the Oval, in which Nathan is like, five years ago, you and I allowed a man to blow up in New York. And they made this little pact together, apparently, that they would pretty much do whatever was necessary, and they would do it together to keep this whole thing going. This whole, you know, to to help the world, to try to figure out this issue with people with powers, if they could maybe cure them, or whatever they had to do. And I like to think that when they sat down and made this pact, they did it over tea. I really, I really <laughs> hope they did. So, a nice cup of chai, maybe? A nice cup of chai, perhaps. It's delicious. <laughs> a little caffeine you know it's a stressful gig being being the president or you know anything he was before that so anyway um mohinder is just kind of like okay well i've been working on it but here's the thing this whatever makes them different it's hard-coded into their dna it's like they're a separate species we cannot change who they are and Nathan, he, just, he doesn't want to hear this. He doesn't want to hear this. He's like, oh, he's like, we've outlawed their breeding. We've confined their movement. We police them. We track them. He's like, listen to this. And he goes over and he has like a little folder. A boy in Santa Cruz sucked all the oxygen out of the air of his school. He suffocated everybody. And he's like, this is the kind of thing we're dealing with, you know, Mohinder. This is why we need to find something that can prevent people like this from hurting others. And so Nathan starts talking very dangerously about, well, if we can't fix them, there's certainly something else we could do. And Mohinder's just, you know, he's aghast. He's like, what you're talking about is genocide. What the hell? And he's like, hmm, they wouldn't be the first species to be exterminated for the preservation of another. And Mohinder is just, like, not hearing that. And Nathan's like, I'm just I'm just doing this on, like, a purely, like, biological, just rhetorical level. Like, what if, you know? And he goes over to Mohinder, and he's just, like, so concerned about his stressed-out friend. He's like, you haven't slept in five years, Mohinder. It's like, oh, he's, he's doing him such a favor by solving this problem for him. By fixing it, if you will. And so <laughs> Mohinder's like... Am I supposed to, like, march you off to the gas chambers as well? Because you're one of them, Nathan. And Nathan's like, oh, come now. I can fly. I'm hardly dangerous. And 
He's like, look, I value your opinion as a scientist and as a friend. And he's got his hands on his shoulders. (laughs) It's a real nice moment. It's like, you got your hands all over him. You're just fucking loving this, aren't you? (laughs) And so, yeah, um, that's partly who we're dealing with as well in terms of our antagonists. We've got President Petrelli with his cohort, Professor Suresh. Uh, but as we saw in this, while Mohinder is cool with doing a lot of things, he's not cool with any kind of like fucked up final solution type talk. So yep. Nathan really needs to think twice about being so open about that in front of him because mm, I feel like Mohinder could be a real sticky wicket sometimes to deal with. And that might happen later in the episode. Everyone underestimates the man without a power. All the time. All the time forever. Yep. Everyone does it. But yeah. Um, do you wanna do you wanna explain what's happening to to Hero still? Ugh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so Matt He's is really going through it. Being a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. Matt Parkman asshole, pretty much. And he's beating like the, the shit out of Hero. Sentence right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's like, What are you planning tonight? Like, cause it's you know, the anniversary and <laughs> And the hero's like, well, what, what do you, why are you doing this? Like, why do you work to harm other special people? And Matt's just, like, still frustrated and pissed off with him. And mm-hmm. he gets a call, so he, like, walks out of the room and leaves the Haitian alone with Hero. And we then cut to Mohinder, who has made his way over to the loft, where he had heard that uh, the um, Homeland Security had been earlier. And he's looking mm-hmm. over the timeline in the loft, just, like, looking at it. This is the first time I think Mohinder has seen the timeline. Oh, yeah. That's like Hero's special little hideaway. Yeah. Which isn't a good hideaway at all. Everybody knows about the loft, but do go on. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, we leave Mohinder there as well, but we just, it's important to say that he's he went to the loft to go look at the timeline. Because instead, yeah. we are going to go to Mr. Bennett! Woo! And we see Mr. Bennett in Texas, in Odessa, and he's at the paper company, at some part of the paper company. Which, that's like a terrible hiding spot, honestly. <laughs> I know, I was just thinking that at the exact same time. I was like, all these people's hiding places are really shitty and suck in. <laughs> yeah, and the, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> everyone's hiding places do suck, the more I think about it. Well, it's, it's Including someone it's else's they're, like, trying... later on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's because they're just trying to use like the same sets and stuff. I get it. Like... Yeah, I get it on a, on a production yeah. level, so. Sure, yeah. So we see Bennett there, and I can't call him HRG because he's not wearing his signature horn-room glasses. He's instead got, like, uh, ones that don't even have frames on them. And he is giving new identities to specials who are going into hiding. So we see him there with this family, with a boy, and uh, there's a blood test that people apparently administer on uh, other people randomly. And, you know, the paper turns blue, you're fine. If it turns purple, I think it was. Or what color was it? Do you remember? I don't. I don't remember. (laughs) I don't don't remember. So Um, if it turns one color, you're good. Another, you're bad. So the kid takes it and it's like, all right, you know, you're bad. So we have to keep, you you have to keep a vial of like fake or clean blood on you at all times. Keep it refrigerated, have it ready if you need it. And I'm going to take a second to talk about the boy who was sitting there, the boy actor, who had a very busy, like, two weeks in television at the time. (laughs) He did. Because he also played 
Young Ben on Lost the week after <laughs> this episode aired, which was uh, The Man Behind the Curtain. So yeah, he's both on Heroes oh, and you Lost. finding the episode and everything. <laughs> and like, uh, the actor's name is Sterling Beaumont. I think he's been a few other mm-hmm. things since, but was just I, I saw that. I remember at the time watching Lost after this episode, like, God damn, that kid looks familiar. Why does that kid look familiar? <laughs> and then realizing yep. he was on Heroes the week before. Yeah. There aren't too many actors who show up on both. No. Like, in general. So, Mm-mm. yeah. Not really. So, Hero pops in over to uh, the paper company. And he's he wants Bennett to tell him where a few of the other people he's helped hide are. Because he needs their help to get, you know, present Hero back. <laughs> so, Bennett's like, no, 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 no. I hide them. You know, you bring them to me, I hide them. That's the deal. And he's like, I don't want all of their names. He's like, I just want the ones that I brought you, like DL, Candace, and mm-hmm. Molly Walker. So as of right now, all three of those are apparently alive, according to Future Hero. Mm-hmm. And he's still kind of like, eh, no, I don't want to do that. And then Ando's like, yeah, your daughter's alive, though. Like, we saved her. We saved the cheerleader. Peter did it in the past. She's alive now. And Bennett's kind of looking at him like, oh, hmm. <laughs> Hmm. Ando acted like he wouldn't know his own daughter's alive, but whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like, Bennett should have went full on, like, what? She's alive? <laughs> like... Yeah, his re- reaction was underwhelming enough to be like, yeah, he knows his daughter's alive, dude. <laughs> He's Bennett. He knows all. <laughs> he does. He does. So, yeah. Any any comments on Mr. Bennett before you go to the next bit? Um, well, honestly, his shitty hiding spot is because it's not a hiding spot, which we find out later. Like, he's got an arrangement. Mm-hmm. That's why he doesn't have to worry about people banging down his door. Oh, Mr. Bennett, you, you, you did a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> I understand why, but you did a bad thing. Oh, I completely forgot to mention who is working with Mr. Bennett down there to help families, and that's Hannah. Oh, yeah, Hannah yeah. Gittleman. Is right there with him. That's like the, the last time we see her on the show. Yes. But she too has a very big arc in the comics. Um, that's how we find out what ultimately happens to the character is she goes about doing something that will line up with what happens in the next two episodes of season one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe she does show up again real quick on the show, but I'm pretty sure this is one of the last times mm, we see her. I don't think she does. She can't because of the timeline of the comic. She, she, yeah, no, we don't see her again. Okay. I would firmly say she, we don't see her again. All right, yeah. I just remember that sitting here like, oh, crap. <laughs> I, I had Hannah written down, but I didn't talk about her at all. So, yeah, she was there. She's there with Mr. Bennett. Shall we head back to the loft? Yeah. Go for it. Take us there, Keisha. The world's worst, the world's worst hiding place for <laughs> a uh, quote-unquote domestic terrorist. Um, for real, though. So... Yeah, though. All right. Mohinder is there, and he is just enthralled with this string map. He's like, look, each string, it represents a person. It's a living map of the past. And apparently they just now figure out that Hero can time travel, not just teleport and stop time. Which, all right. <laughs> I guess, like, <laughs> they've been busy with other things. But, Sure. Because, yeah, you know, they, they know that he can teleport and they know that he can stop time, but they just never put the pieces together that he could find a way to travel through time. Anyway, so 
Mohinder's looking on the map, and he remembers what Peter said on the subway all those years ago. And he's like, holy crap, there's something going on here, and it could be really important. There could be a way to fix all this. There could be a way to change this. He's getting kind of excited. And then, whoop, we go over and we see one of our favorite regular set pieces, the Burt Toast Cafe in Midland, Texas. We see that there's a cute little waitress there named Sandra, cute little brunette. And she's, you know, getting someone's order, which is chili killies, by the way. Oh my God, I didn't Take even. A shot. <laughs> the most important egg dish on Heroes. Um, so fucking obsession with this with this uh with this food um so yeah she it's it's claire though it's claire she's a brunette now not a blonde it's a super great costume sure um they'd never look for a brunette claire she's blonde she's not brunette and um like seriously talk about bad hiding places midland huh you're gonna you're gonna stick her in midland (laughs) like okay so She's she's there and she's talking with this guy, this young guy, and uh, he's like, "Oh, the creepy guy with the glasses is back, and he's sitting in your section." And she's like, "I'll handle him." And it's clear that she's with the guy, the like blonde young person that she's talking to. His name's Andy. Yeah. And you know they're they're being like cutesy, so they're clearly together. And so she goes over. To, to to Mr. Bennett and he's got like a little paper bag and he's like well the secret's out you know people know so you gotta go and here's you know here's your bag it's gonna have your stuff in it like you know her new documents identity stuff and uh she's being very like alright I'm really tired of running though cause I have a life here I'm about to get married Apparently, she's about to get married to that guy, Andy. And she actually, like, name checks the places that she's, like, been in, I guess. She, like, hid out in California. She hid out in Nevada. Um, After Mom left. Mm. Remember that. Remember that. (laughs) That the future of the, the Bennett household is shaky at best. But, yeah, apparently shit's really gone down ever since the Linderman Act that passed. And that was four years ago. So... A lot of people are doing a lot of hiding. And she's annoyed, but she takes the bag and she's like, ah, you know, because you can't argue with her dad about anything. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I get get so annoyed about how not seriously she takes it. Like, you're clearly in a very dangerous place for people with powers. I know you can't get hurt, you think. But come on, I'm sure she's seen and heard about bad things happening to lots of people she knows. And... She needs to take this shit a little more seriously, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know, Bennett's sticking his neck out there for her. He doesn't need to keep doing that, but he's going to, obviously, because he loves her. But it's like, damn, dude, people are going to get hurt because of your indecision and uh, your your obsession with having a normal life, which you're never going to have. Sorry. It's like the thing Linderman said to Micah. You know, you're in this purely by, you know, the circumstances of your birth. Like, sucks, but... You're never going to have a normal life. And you think by now she'd be used to it, is all I'll say. You would have hoped. Uh, the the person, I don't know if you mentioned who Mohinder was talking to in the loft, is that uh, he was talking to Matt, who was with him in the loft. 
I couldn't remember who was with him. It wasn't in my notes. I knew he was talking to somebody, and I knew it wasn't another person yet. So, <laughs> no, it was, it was um, Matt Parkman, asshole. And <laughs> <laughs> asshole at large, yes. Because Matt was like, like, what do you mean here? I can do the future. This guy can, etc. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Because it leads to the thing he says later. Yeah, you're right. Because he asks Mohinder, well, what did Peter tell you? And Mohinder yeah, says... Little, little Matty Parkman, asshole at large, was the one that uh, Mohinder was talking to about this string map and what it could mean and getting very excited about what it could mean. Yes. And he also gets to hear Mohinder tell him, say the cheerleader, save the world. Which, oh, that starts the wheels a turning. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Also, I wonder what yeah. the Linderman Act was. If I remember correctly from, like, interviews and stuff at the time, or perhaps it's even mentioned in one of the graphic novels, maybe even. Um, it's just, like, your, your basic, they have to be registered with the government kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, that's why it was easy to do all the things that Nathan said, like, place them, track them, etc. If you have a power, you have to come forward, and you have to let yourself be put into a database, basically. And anyone who doesn't would obviously be breaking the law. Probably getting rounded up. <laughs> Yeah, which obviously people wouldn't want to step forward because they could be innocent people with dangerous powers. Mm-hmm. So, and then obviously the government's not on the up and up with what they're doing with these people. <laughs> so, oh, very clearly not. But yeah, and I think they went into detail about the Linderman Act, like in something at the time. But I, I feel like that was part of it because it's very much like the stuff. Like I said, it's very much an X Men storyline. So. It could have even been in the ARG. I don't remember. You know, it might have been. I know it was in something. They talked about it, like, pretty detailed, like, why it was called that and everything. Yeah. Well, we'll do more research for next time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, okay, so, like, we've talked about this before to a degree because of, you know, the Heroes Wiki going down. It's kind of hard to do a lot of this research now for this show, and it's because so many of the websites and stuff don't exist anymore. And you can try to look them up on the Wayback Machine, and that's a pretty good resource, but it's not perfect. And... That's what really sucks about it, you know, the the whole thing, like, when we had our little manifesto of sorts in our first episode about why we're doing this and why we think it's bullshit that the show's disappeared from pop culture, that's part of it. Yeah. Is it's very hard to find details about it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, this were a lost podcast, we could still find everything. Yeah, most of everything, easily. And to many people's opinion, they punted the football. So, like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Back to the episode. Um, so, Hero and Ando are... Somewhere. I think they're, uh, I don't even know where, if it says where they are at the moment. Don't remember. They're chilling in some are room they still somewhere. In, they still in Vegas? They might have went back to Vegas. Or no, they're not in Vegas because they, they were in Texas. No, they're probably just in Texas still. They're somewhere in Texas. They're talking because Ando's like, hey, you know what? You know who I haven't seen? Me. Yep, they are. <laughs> and... Yeah, what's what's Ando up to in this crazy wacky future? <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, yo, um, where am I at, hero? And he's like, you know, am I am I rich and you know now or whatever? And and, and hero's <laughs> like, I can't tell you because you know it might not come true or whatever. So hero oh. refuses to tell Ando where he is right now, where his future self is. And almost immediately after that conversation, they are both they uh future hero is tased by asshole Matt Parkman. <laughs> Who has found them. And he sees him knocked out and he's like, we already found you. (laughs) Two heroes, son of a bitch. You really can travel through time. (laughs) And then who should save the day 
but Peter Petrelli, who shows up and freezes yeah. time. And he just, like, slowly walks through the scene as everyone's frozen. He grabs Hero's sword oh. and holds on to Ando and Hero and yoinks them right on out of there. I loved the so dirty good. look he gave Matt as he walked by him. I know, right? It's <laughs> like, fuck you, Matt. <laughs> In my notes, it literally says, should have sliced Matt's head off right there. <laughs> yeah, right? He's too too good of a person for that, apparently. Oh, Peter. Half measures don't do it. No. So, after he saves them, we go back to Mr. Bennett. And he goes back to the paper company, and he sees that it's been all torn apart. Matt's there. <laughs> and we find out that, yeah, Bennett called Matt and told him that Hero and Ando were there. And he's like, what the hell is this? The deal is I call you on the dangerous ones, and you let the other ones slide. And... <sighs> Matt and him have a little bit of a moment because he's like, yeah, we're both harboring children of interest because remember Matt, pregnant wife, she had the baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he asks if uh, he's heard from Janice. And so Mr. Bennett gives him a little folded up piece of paper, which is a child's drawing of like the kid drew himself and his mom and Goodness. his child is named Matt after him. So, uh, and they're like, you ever wish you did something different, you know? And they're like, every day. <laughs> so, and she's kind of looking at this mess. And then he walks closer to the desk and notices behind it that Hannah Gittleman is dead on the floor with a gunshot to the head. And oh boy. Oh boy, shit just got real. Because Matt immediately tackles him to the desk. And he's like, I can't go back to the president empty-handed. Ugh. And he digs into Bennett's brain... And he figures out where Claire is. Yep. And for his trouble, Matt kills Mr. Bennett. Asshole. <laughs> or one out for Mr. Bennett. <laughs> uh, bye, bud. Matt Parkman, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> How is that not going to be the subtitle of the <laughs> It should be. It should be. Oh, Lord. Um. The only comments I would make in this part is just, like, me being a little cheerleader, if you will, for future Peter. I fucking love future Peter so much. It's Peter in his most ultimate form. He's unstoppable. He's got, like, everyone's powers. Mm -hmm. It is the biggest argument for why he needs to be nerfed (laughs) to continue the show. Like, Yep. Oh, but he's fun to watch in action, that's for sure. The fun thing is you're like, wow, looking at Peter where he is now and, like, that future um, Peter, like, what happened in those five years to get him there? And throughout the show, Mm -hmm. we kind of get to see him evolve toward his future Peter. But not quite, but, you know, we get to see a lot. Yeah, like, uh, he definitely loses a lot of his um, optimism. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. a lot of his brightness, I guess. Like, yeah. He gains some of it back uh, in volume... In, in the last season, but, mm-hmm. which is nice to see, because he was on a real grim path, but, uh, yeah. Also, we didn't describe what future Peter looks like when he showed up. We didn't. We omitted that, yeah. And I feel like that's important to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. He looks very different. Go ahead and tell us what he looks like, Keisha, because, yeah, that's one thing we glazed over. <laughs> um, well, we were right on it in the last time we tried to do this. We were. So, I know um, we were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Uh, 
when we first meet future Peter, he looks very different indeed. Uh, most of the characters we see in this version of events don't look that different. Like, yeah, Bennett's got different glasses, but he's still, you know, still Jack Holman, and he still looks about the same. Um, future Peter looks really different, because we're used to our little, like, floppy-haired optimist, and instead we get... He's got slicked back hair. He has a scar in the middle of his face. He's very... He's much more mature-looking. This is not the boy who dreamed he could fly. Uh, he's, you know, all in black. He's very, like... He looks very, like, muscular. Like, he looks like someone that the government should be afraid of, regardless of powers. Like, he's he's not fucking around, this Peter. Because he's in his ultimate form. He's a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> This is final evolution. <laughs> Peter Petrelli, I choose you. Ah, oh, I do. I do all the time. Like, Siler might be my favorite character in the show, but god damn, you put him up against future Peter, and I've, <laughs> I get real torn up real fast. Because <laughs> he's just so cool. But back over in Midland, Claire has some decisions to make. And so she's looking in the little brown paper bag that he brought her. And she's looking over the new identity documents, just like, oh, God, do I have to do this again? And she goes instead over to her boyfriend, Andy, and she's like, you know what? We should we should just leave. We should elope right now. Let's do this. We don't need nothing, you know, no kind of big wedding or anything. Let's just go be together. That's all we want, right? We just want to be together. And she's very insistent about it, and he ultimately agrees. And she's just, like, on cloud nine. She's super, just super, super stoked. And, uh... She's just, like, got a little bounce in her step as she goes back to serving people at the diner. And, uh, who should she come across in her section but Matt Parkman, asshole at large. <sighs> Alright, that's the title. Matt Parkman, asshole at large. There we go. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. We might have to do, like, the star thingy. Like, asshole. With, like, asterisks or whatever. I don't know if we can have it. I don't know if we can have it in the title for, like, certain... Uh, streaming platforms. But anyways, um, fucking Parkman's there, and he's just like, hi, hi, Claire, how's it going? Hi, I'm here, you're fucked. Like, basically, like, oh, you're such a bastard. You're such a bastard. And while that's happening, uh, Mohinder is actually questioning Hero now while he's in custody about this Save the Cheerleader stuff. And Mohinder is the one who shows Hero stabbing Siler in that Ninth Wonders comic mm-hmm. that Isaac uh, had given to the messenger. And you know who's super excited about the prospect of stopping Siler all the time, forever, and always? <laughs> in this timeline and any other? <laughs> Professor Mohinder Suresh. <laughs> It's his favorite thing in the world. Mm-hmm. But yeah, why don't you tell us? Um, why don't you tell us about where Ando is in this in this timeline? Because we get an answer. Oh, we do. We do. It's not a good one. <laughs> so Peter is kind of in awe at Ando. Honestly, he's surprised to see him, and Ando's all like, "What do you mean? Why are you like surprised to see me?" And Peter's like, "Well, <laughs> he didn't tell you." You died in New York from the bomb. And Man. all of Hero's hope and optimism died the day that Ando died. And you also find out that Ando is the whole reason that Hero became obsessed with changing um, the future. With trying to stop the bomb. 
And <laughs> yeah, this scene <laughs> loves to cut back and forth between two characters. So it really does. Yeah. But yeah, we find out that's what um that's what's up with Ando. So I'm just gonna keep going. Because speaking of the timeline and being obsessed, we go back to Mohinder, who is still at the timeline, but he's not there with Matt this time. He's there with his best friend in the world, Nathan Petrelli. (laughs) President Nathan Petrelli. Mm. And he is like, you know, he was trying to fix it. And look, if we, you know, he actually demonstrates how the timeline works by taking some scissors and cutting the black string the Siler string and watching as the timeline just <laughs> flutters all apart. And he's like, if he kills Siler, we can change the past. We have to let him go. And Nathan is not having any of this talk. He's like, I understand how things work, Mohinder. And this is what's going to happen. We are going to announce that you found a treatment for abilities. And well, when people start dying because of it, we're going to be like, oops, Mohinder done goofed. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone's going to be in grief, but afterwards they will be united. Much like what happened in New York. Hmm. And he like goes back, goes over to Mohinder and he's like, I just need to know that you'll be with me on this. And before Mohinder can give a firm answer, Matt comes in and he's like, there are two heroes. <laughs> and Matt's like we didn't get the the future one yet but we have the younger one and then he asks Nathan if he wants to put him down Nathan says no I want Mohinder to do it so Nathan tells Mohinder he has to put the younger hero down and then Matt lets the bomb drop that oh that's not the only thing we found in Texas I'm sure you have more to say about this delightful string scene than I did but (laughs) Any comments, Keisha? Um, you know, I just, I just love how Adrian Pazdar performs in a lot of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, he's super tense in the scene right now with uh, Mohinder and Nathan, and he's really tense when he cuts that thread and afterward. Just like you know, it's a good thing to notice about his performance. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, I just, I fucking love how Nathan needs to turn it around on Mohinder. Like, oh, you're feeling bad because you came up short. Like, there's clearly no way to cure this thing and let people live. That's just a fact. But the, the whole circumstance that he has to make Mohinder feel inferior is just, mwah, it's so good. Like, he just knows how to twist it. And uh, there's just a little bit of vulnerability when he asks if he's with him on this. You know? He needs his friend. <laughs> his very good friend. His uh, it's going to be a real big mistake to make Mohinder do that, though. Because, uh, yeah. He's got questions. So that's that's all I would add to that. <laughs> yeah. well, why don't you tell us what's happening at the Petrelli Mansion? Well... Claire is in the Petrelli Brownstone that we were in just last episode. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty much the same. And her dad, her real biological dad, comes in, Nathan, and he's like, oh, you have no idea how important you are to me, Claire. And she's just not taking any of this for a second. She's just like, no, 
you made everyone afraid of us, like, screw you. And he's just like, I made everyone aware of us. Like, how, how is this a bad thing? And, <laughs> and he talks about how, you know, he did what he had to do to get to this point. And it's okay now, though, because he's done. You know, he's done. He just wants to eliminate the competition. That's it. And she's just, like, all, you know, I guess just, like, at his throat, kind of, but also kind of wary. Because her dad's acting kind of weird. <laughs> he's certainly saying things, like, in a weird way, and he's being very, very cold about the lives of these people. And, and he just talks about, you know, how he's gotten to do a lot of things in this job. He's gotten to meet a lot of special people. Uh, he met this girl named Candace. Remember Candace? <laughs> uh, the one who could make illusions. Uh, she helped him become president. That was very nice of her. And so Claire's just like, whatever. I'm done with this. And she tries to walk away. And oop! She doesn't get to because she's frozen in her tracks. Because her father has stuck her in place using telekinesis. But wait, you might say, Nathan doesn't have that power. <laughs> That's not a Nathan thing. Oh my goodness, what's happening? And then the camera sweeps back and the focus changes. And everything gets all wiggly because an illusion is being dropped. And it hasn't been Nathan, at least the whole time, who's been doing this. It's so <laughs> the first time I saw this, I screamed and jumped off my couch. You you can like there's only one other person you could ask who could confirm that and he's an asshole. But <laughs> I did. I absolutely I was like, ah like it was a whole thing. And um, and it's so funny though if you if you watch it like um again and again or if you even see it twice. Nothing about Pazdar's performance is Nathan. It's clearly Siler pretending to be Nathan, like, the whole fucking time. Yeah. It's so good. It's so, so good. Like, the way he says things. Um, the one the one or two times he says Siler's name, he doesn't say it quite right, which I love. <laughs> like, he doesn't even know how to say the guy's name. Like, oh my god, it's so good. His little... His body language is different. Like, uh, Adrian Pazard does not get enough credit for how great he is on this show. And he's really good in this episode. So, it's Siler. And he's waited a long, long time for this. And so he finally gets to saw into Claire's head. And he gets her power. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, boy. It's, it's, it's the darkest of timelines. <laughs> Oh, because he's already got so much power, and now he's got more, because then it becomes very clear. It's like, oh, okay, so the arrangement that Homeland Security had with Bennett, you know, I give you the dangerous ones, so that just means Siler has all these powers now. Mm-hmm. He's just got himself a little pantry full of powers, and I can't even begin to imagine all the shit he could probably do now, because we only see bits of it. But, uh, yeah. So, it's Siler. Siler is posing as Nathan Petrelli. And nobody knows. And it's going to be amazing when people find out. So, and it also uh, reframes everything we've just seen. Uh, specifically, everything we've seen with Mohinder. 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. He wanted to have him by his side through this, you know, difficult transition and through his leading of the country. <sighs> Poor Mohinder. And uh, <laughs> Mohinder has no fucking clue oh, that man. this has been Siler, that he's been planning the extinction of uh, these people with. So... Because he loves, he loves making Mohinder complicit in bad things. It's like his favorite thing. Oh my god, it is though. But it is though. It is. He loves it. He loves it. He loves having Mohinder take them to people when he was posing as Zane. Mm-hmm. He loves this. And later on, like in the Powerless time, oh boy. Yes, just, they, they both get to get what they want out of that. Um, just back and forth forever. Uh, but yeah, and Bohinder, like we've said, his favorite thing in the world is stopping Siler, and he'll do anything to do it. And so, he should be really fucking careful, because even though Mohinder doesn't know, he now knows how to stop Siler in the past. And I'm very sad that we don't get to see, like, the consequences of that later on, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Siler's here! He's not dead! Everything is... Because, you know, he's been puppet mastering this whole plan and everyone's just going along with it because he's got Nathan's face on. So, and then obviously Nathan's dead. So <laughs> I wonder when that happened, too. Me, too. I would give absolutely anything for an episode that took place, like, three years gone, you know? Like, I would assume it has to be sometime after Siler got to Candace. But we know that Candace mm-hmm. was taken to Bennett to go into mm-hmm. hiding. So whenever that happened with yeah. Hero. Well, with what we find out about Peter being the explosion. Mm-hmm. Which, you know. Did we even say that? No, we're about to get into that. He he drops that bomb. Okay, well, whatever. He drops that bomb. He drops the bomb that he's a bomb. But, <laughs> but like, with that, you have to wonder. Exactly. You have to wonder about how it went together, you know? Because mm-hmm. he's doing that. And Siler slings away, and he just stays in hiding, and then real Nathan does what he does, mm-hmm. which we have to assume from what we see later on in the series along his path that Nathan probably did betray them. 100% probably. And then Siler decided to act, so. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. We'll never know. Yeah. Yeah. And how, knowing that Peter is the bomb, how did Siler survive? How did... Right? You have to assume that what happens to Hero happens similar to what happened in the finale coming up. Because he yes. survives, but Ando does not. Uh, where yes. was Nikki and DL in this whole deal? Like, how did their path change so that only Micah died in the explosion? Right? Like, how is it different? Because there's definitely different things that have to occur yeah. for this to end up how it is in this episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, Siler's back! <laughs> He's back. He's alive. He's back, buds. Yeah. yeah, one of the more important Mylar shit that was like we just completely forgot about in the Mylar episode, but that's okay. I think it's entirely just because we were thinking of it as like Nathan and Mohinder. Like, not we know it's not Nathan, but it just didn't hit us that same way. Yeah. Even though it is arguably yes, one of the biggest fucking uh, Mylar episodes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just forgot. We weren't in the right Good. mindset, apparently. <laughs> I guess not. I guess not. That's okay. That's all right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um. So, first of all, we, we future hero wakes up. And Ando tells Hero that he knows he's dead. 
And uh, Hero's like, oh, man. And he's like, well, you know, being a hero wasn't as much fun without you, Ando. Which is very sweet. And uh, we then get to see Nikki and Peter argue. (laughs) Nikki's like, remember what we promised each other? You know, I don't want you getting into this. Why are you getting into this again? And um, Peter's like, well, look at you. You're on stage pretending to be Jessica and she's gone. It's just you, Nikki. You have to accept your losses. And, you know, I have to do what I have to do. And um, he's he's going to leave. And she's like, why do you have to fix everything? And he's like, because it was me. I was the bomb, not Siler. Nathan lied. I was the bomb. And that stuns Nikki because, you know, she's been holding a grudge against Siler because that's the reason Mike is dead. But, oop, your boyfriend's the reason your son is dead. Whoops. So Peter's like, if there is a chance that Hero can undo this, I have to help him. And she's still upset, you know, if you walk out that door, you don't come back. And Peter walks out the door. And uh, Anna's like, is everything okay? And he's like, no, let's go fix it. So here we are. We're at the climax at the end of the episode now, Keisha. Oh, boy. Oh, Oh. It's so good. Shit is about to get wild in this whole rest of the episode. This little bit that we've got left. I love it. So, this scene likes to cut back and forth between two things that are happening. And one of those things is... Nathan is giving a speech at the site of the bomb explosion on the fifth year anniversary. And so while he's giving this great speech about, like, you know, coming together and we found a cure, etc. Everything else is popping off. And Keisha... Why don't you tell us what's popping off? Okay, so future Peter, future hero, and Ando have arrived at the facility. They just popped right in. And it's everything. (laughs) (laughs) It is just everything. Um, Hero is like, should we freeze time? And badass Peter is like, nah, I haven't had a good battle in years. (laughs) Like, (laughs) oh my god, I love it. I'm such a sucker for this. I love him. And they're just, like, in their full-on, like, badass feature outfits. Like, Peter's in a long coat. Mm-hmm. He's got, like, a trench coat. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's so, like, the Matrix. Um, so they're like, we gotta take the Haitian out if we gotta get Hero out of here. And they know that. And it's just, it's full-on, man. Like, Matt and his people are there, and they're attacking. And it's just not even a thing. It's not even a thing. Because this is, I mean... Besides Ando, Ando, love you. No, you know, nothing, nothing against you. But future Peter and future Hero are arguably the most powerful characters in the entire show. Like, the entire run of the entire show. I, I would say Siler is lodged just below them. Siler at his peak. Mm-hmm. Like, they are fucking powerful. <laughs> like, they can take out this whole fucking building of people, like, nothing. If they want to. And it's so great. But so we see Mohinder and he's got the syringe. And frankly, he should not ever be trusted to not go rogue with a syringe. <laughs> Siler, you dumb fuck. You of all people should know this. Mm. Um, and instead of taking out Hero, he stabs it into the Haitian and frees Hero because that's who he is. And and we and no one no one should have ever expected him to do anything different. He had the slightest bit of doubt, and he saw 
that something could happen that could change this terrible, terrible world they're living in, and all these people didn't have to suffer. And that's that's the choice he made. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how many tea parties you have in the Oval Office, you dumb. Like, this is who Mohinder Suresh is. He gives him the comic with the pages that shows him how he takes down Siler. And so... <laughs> Uh, Future Hero, he enters the room, he pins Mohinder with the sword, and Future Peter has this thing in the hall where he's just, like, he does this little, like, strut, and then this, like, guard comes up to him, and he just shoves him while not even breaking his strut. It's like some RuPaul's Drag Race level, like, <laughs> like fucking, st- just stomp that catwalk, Peter. Like, oh my god, it's so good. He just shoves him, like, the fuck out of here. And he's heading towards the room. And holy shit, Parkman, the asshole of the episode, he kills Future Hero. And he calls Nathan, and he says, everything's going nuts, basically. (laughs) The Haitian is down, your brother is here. And those are the words. Those are the words that, oh, man. He... Siler cannot resist a shot at Peter Petrelli. <laughs> so, all this hard work, all this, like, time maintaining this cover, and you gotta imagine there must have been moments where he wanted to just break cover and just be like, screw it. But, all these years, and he he just says, fuck it. He blows cover, and he has Nathan fly off in front of the world to go <laughs> fix this. <laughs> and it's amazing! And so he goes to head right there, and Peter is out in the hallway still, and uh, Nathan shows up, and he phases right through the door, and he yanks Peter back out into the hallway. So goodbye, DL. We obviously know what happened there. Mm-hmm. And he just, it, it's so great. It's so great, because, okay, Matt had to see him do that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, there's no plausible deniability anymore. Nathan did that. He turned around. He said, get in there, Parkman. End this, right? Mm-hmm. And it's very clear this is not Nathan. Like, Nathan can't do that. And, like, oh, man, it's wild. That's why I'm sad that we'll never see the consequences of of this episode. And it's probably because just the big old explosion probably killed everybody. But, like, um, there's just so much that could have been done with it. Um, But anyways, so they're in the hallway together. It's Nathan versus Peter. And Nathan is just, like, brother versus brother. It's almost biblical. (laughs) And... Peter's just like, my brother can't do that. Who the hell are you? And he turns into Siler, and he's just like, shrug, an old friend. <laughs> like, he's just so, he's not aggro at all. He, he thinks he's got him. And I'm just like, you, you dumb. Like, Peter can do so many things. You are being such an idiot right now. I'm very angry at him. <laughs> but um, he's like, you know, everybody said that I was the bomb. But, you know, you and I know the real story, don't we, Pete? And he calls him Pete, which is a thing Nathan does. Nobody in the world of this show calls him Pete except for Nathan. That was on purpose. Mm-hmm. And the way he says it to me, he's like, don't we, Pete? And I was like, oh, you bitch. And he's like, Peter's pissed. He's like, oh, you, you killed my brother. You murderer and all this stuff. And he's like, this is all your fault, basically. And he's like, my fault. He's like, no, no, no. When I killed Nathan, he had already turned against his own kind. And so they square off, and it's so great because Siler chooses his cryokinesis power, which um, gets a couple of big moments in the last bit of season one. And, like, you know, you'll never see it again because reasons. Um, so <laughs> enjoy the ice while you've got it. 
And so we ching, you know, he ices up his hand. But then fucking Peter's got fire in the corner and it's fire and ice and it's so great. And they just charge at each other. Okay, and sadly, we don't get to see what happens. No. <laughs> because, because TV budgets are a thing. And um, the number one complaint that happened on the boards and stuff at this time was that people didn't get to see the badass fight. And I'm like, uh, they couldn't afford that, obviously. They had to turn away. They had to cut away. And we had to just have it happen in the hallway. Does it suck? Yeah, kind of. But it's just, it's the practicality of television. And it's a shame because this type of storytelling needed the kind of money that, like, a, a film has. Mm-hmm. And even though Heroes had a really big budget for a TV show, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a shame. It's a shame that we're never going to get to see these huge, like, face-offs that these characters could have had with the powers that they have. Uh, we just see little glimpses. Because that's it's TV, you know? Like, that's just how it is. Unless you want it to look real shitty. Yeah. Because they could have done that. So... I mean, in this episode, this cutaway, I don't think is as bad as people like to say it was. I feel like right? because of the, you get to kind of see a little glimpse of what's happening with Mohinder holding the door. Um, yeah. Really, we didn't need to see them like throwing fire and ice at each other, honestly, you know? No, no. There is a... But they get called out for it again. And are you talking about that? Yeah, that on? one's a little more egregious. Yep. yep. <laughs> That one was clearly, like, they don't have the money. Yeah. So, like, yeah. No. Which, it's fine. Like I said, they have budgetary concerns. They're not a multi, like, they're not a hundred million dollar, like, movie. They just have to do what they can do, and they do the best they can with it. Yes. But, yeah, the fire and ice fight, people needed to shut up about. Because it was real cool, because it was like, ah, fire and ice. And then Hero teleports Ando back into the present day as Mohinder is holding the door. He probably gets exploded. Probably. Let's, let's be honest. He probably dies in this. That's going to make Siler super cranky. Because, let's face it, Siler can heal now. Mm-hmm. And Peter can heal. Mm-hmm. And they just did all that, and I'm pretty sure they just killed everyone around them. <laughs> they, that's prob- and they're still going to be alive at the end of the day to deal with this. That's probably the end of the world right there, honestly. Oh, Is them two yeah. fighting across the whole fucking planet until it's just gone. They're oh my god, just like full on like Super Saiyan style. Yeah, that's like that's why it saved the yeah. world because they just fucking each other. Because at this point in time, you know, Siler versus Peter, that's everything. Yep. Um so we go back into the present day, and Hero he knows that now comes the hard part because in order to prevent this from happening, he thinks he has to go kill a man. Mm-hmm. And that's not the hero that we've known so far at all. And it's not going to be easy. And it's not going to be something that he can easily convince himself to do. And so we're going to go on a little journey in the next episode of hero trying to get up to that point. And also debating with himself whether or not he has to, but he'll get an answer. And that, that, was, that was five years gone. My favorite episode of the entire series. Because, oh, I love A Dark Future, and it's such a cool one. Yeah, it's very cool. Did you have any other comments about the end of the episode? Everything going fucking crazy? Oh, man. <laughs> I was just going to say, again, Mohinder, even though he doesn't have power, like, how much he did, he held that door shut. He, like, he made the yep. choice to... Because he also saw the comic showed Mohinder saving Hero. It did, yes. That is why, one of the main reasons he decided to... Uh, inject the Haitian. Just, yeah, everyone underestimates Mohinder, especially in the, you know, especially now. 
especially now, and also, not only do they underestimate him, but it's like, yeah, it's one of those things, it's like, Siler, you can wear someone's face for however many years, you're still you, and for you to think that Mohinder would do that, especially for someone like Hiro, who's just so, like, crying at the thought of dying, do you know what I yep. mean? Like, he's not a tough guy at all in this in, uh, iteration. Mm-mm. He's not like, ooh, whatever, I will never talk, or, you know, whatever. He's, like, crying when he thinks Haitian's gonna do it. Yep. And, yeah, Mohinder's not gonna, yeah, no. Mm-mm. Not season one Mohinder, not for sure. And clearly not the Mohinder that got to this point either, you know. Nope. Do you think he, do you think he heard Siler's voice through the door before they all started fighting each other? <laughs> and was like, no! <laughs> like, shit! <laughs> or what, would he have torn out there with any syringe he could find? I wonder if, if that was revealed in the comic later, or if that never was shown. Like, if you looked through the comic a little more and saw it, oh, god damn it. <laughs> it's Siler. <laughs> oh. oh my god, he would have torn ass out into that hallway so fast, powers be damned. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Yanking whatever gun oh. he could get just to pop a couple shots off at him. Oh my god, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh man, yep. It's a good episode. It's a great episode. Yeah. And now the hard part. And now the hard part. Literally the next episode's called the hard part. Mm-hmm. So. Which is another episode I adore for obvious reasons. I have very little recollection of what happens in that episode, so it's going to be fun to watch that when I watch it again. Yeah. You mean other than the thing I'm talking about? Probably, yeah. I'm obviously just talking about the Siler scenes, but... <laughs> yeah, I have vague recollection of the Siler scenes. Everything else, I'm like, I don't quite remember what's happening so yeah i don't really remember either <laughs> oh there we go we both get to find out hooray mm-hmm. no. uh yeah so that was our episode we finally finished talking about oh my god it. don't jinx it we have to still save it at when we're done with this <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> well then quick let's let's talk about our socials and get out of here before our computers just blow up yeah right all right so you can follow us on Twitter, we are at Eclipsed Podcast. Uh, we'd love to see you over there. You can also, if you want to talk to Keisha or I on Twitter, I am at that burb there. Burb with a B, like Bennett. And Keisha is at Lady underscore Snark, S-N-A-R-K. Mm-hmm. And we have an Instagram, Eclipsed Pod. You can go follow us over there. I think it's still just Keisha's cat. <laughs> Let's let's not call people out, but yes, it is. <laughs> hey, I haven't given you anything to put on there, so it's part of my fault. No, too. I'm I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. We've got things we can take photos of, but we just haven't done it yet. Um, I just didn't know if I'd have a computer that day, and so <laughs> that is true. Yep. We also have an email. Email us eclipsepod at gmail dot com. Oh, we also have a Discord, which I will link in the show notes. Come join us over there. Yeah, we've had a few people come. It's been pretty cool. Yeah. We have lots of different little subsets in our server, so you can talk about the stuff we're on right now with the season one stuff, um, or you can pop into the spoiler side, and we can go full on, because I'll talk about anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If anyone on the Discord wants a different channel to put something else in, just let us know. We can add that really easily. Yeah, for sure. And I th- think that's it for the socials. I believe so. All right, awesome. So I guess we'll see you guys next time for the hard part. Yay! Thanks for thanks for joining us, everyone. Bye. Bye. Next time on Eclipsed, Micah makes a new friend, Mohinder takes on a babysitting gig, Hero and Ando stalk their prey, 
And Gabriel Gray learns that you can never really go home again. Tune in.